for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Georgia Water with us. How's it going today? Hello. I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. I'm really excited to have you on. I feel like this has been a podcast in the, well, not in the works for a while, but it's been booked for a while. I've, it's a, uh, so I'm really excited to sit down and chat with you and get to know more about you. I know you got music release and release, or actually tomorrow, correct? Tomorrow. Yeah, it's so exciting. I was about to say really soon, and I was like, well, I mean, I guess technically are both correct, but yeah. kind of underselling it a little bit. Um, but before we kind of jump into all that, I, I want to thank you once again for jumping on here. Um, Kind of take a second to introduce yourself, introduce yourself to everyone and like uh, what's your... Uh, background in music what got you started in music yeah so um you know i feel like it's so typical to be like oh i was singing like as soon as i exited the womb kind of thing but um yeah you know i was i was like singing as soon as i could talk you know that that aspect of my story is really typical um and actually what really gave me the ability to start learning music and learning a lot of songs because I'm first generation here and my parents are immigrants and English was their second language was I had a radio in my room. Um, so like with a radio, the world is your oyster, right? Like you know, I would say maybe not so much nowadays anymore, you know, it's like dying out. But, um, but growing up, I like my radio was my best friend. Like I just was able to digest, um, you know, I'm a kid of the nineties. So like, you know, I was listening to like No Doubt and Vogue, Mariah Carey, like Whitney Houston, Celine Dion, like all those really amazing singers and groups and artists um, that were playing on the radio in the 90s and 2000s. So, um, you know, it that definitely helped solidify my love for singing because that was like such a great era for powerhouse vocalists. And, mm. I was like, oh, wow, I want to do that, so. Nice. Your uh, parents are originally from uh, Greece, correct? Yes, yeah, fresh off the boat, for sure. (laughs) That's awesome. And uh, you you grew up on the East Coast, correct? Yeah, so I was born in New York, lived in New York and northern New Jersey, um, and then after high school kind of bounced around a bit, you know, um, was bouncing around between L.A. and New York also as a teenager. Um, but yeah, like my parents, I'm very glad they chose New York. I always, I always thank them for that, you know, because they could have landed anywhere, you know, when you're an immigrant coming to the country, like go anywhere, but I'm so thankful that they chose New York. Yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of, I've never been to New York myself, but I hear a lot of, what's that? You got to come like New York, you know, if I had a dollar for every time somebody told me that, I'd be a very rich person right now. So it's it's I mean, gonna happen. Here. 
hopefully but so you know there's there's time but yeah yeah for sure it's one of those things where my dad and i've been talking about um my dad lives in south florida and we're kind of getting to that point where it's like i don't really want to go to south florida he doesn't want to come out to central texas to like visit so we're going to be like starting to pick third destinations or secondary destinations to be like oh hey i've never been to new york let's go to new york you know so i i see that happening here within the next six months or so yeah that's fun i mean you know it's the weather in new york is not like texas or florida so ideally you know i guess don't come in the winter unless you really don't mind the freezing cold flash yeah yeah well, I mean, I grew up in Chicago, so. Oh, right, right, yeah. So you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago winters. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and so where are you uh, based out of now? So I'm based out of northern New Jersey right now. I was living in Los Angeles up until uh, the pandemic. Uh, and around that time, multiple factors it just kind of worked out to um, come back east and just be able to bounce back and forth between LA and New York. So. Yes, I'm in the cold at the moment. Nice. Yeah, we're supposed to be having a massive cold front come through tonight. It's going to get down into the 30s. Like, I'm sure. Cold for Texas, yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm kind of looking forward to it because that means I can shut every, all my AC and heating and all that stuff off because it's been so hot recently, but I'm not looking forward to it. But, um, no, that's cool. That's, you're in, um, that you're kind of back home. Do you have aspirations of move, going back out to LA or do you kind of see yourself staying put for now? Um, honestly, I'm, I'm very much of the motto of like, wherever you go, there you are. So mm-hmm. um, I travel a lot for work um, outside of music, um, mm-hmm. filmmaker. So oh. I'm very much on the road anyway. Um, so I just, I just feel like wherever I am, anywhere you go there you are like i'm at peace wherever i am um and i feel like i've through traveling throughout the years and living in a couple different locations i've been able to make a lot of places my home so um so los angeles is still considered my home i'm still like looking for things out there and you know but i'm kind of just uh i'm kind of like a free agent you know Mm -hmm. 100 percent understood it's a that's definitely a life i saw myself taking at one point coming out of school i went to school for film and i thought i was gonna move out to la and make it big and be one of those guys and then the grind the the initial grind just kind of took that spirit out of me so i was just like i think i'm good yeah 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 the grind the grind is real um and yeah at the end of the day being happy with yourself above everything else is what's most important Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind, not to sidetrack from the music, but what kind of uh, filmmaking do you do? Is it like more documentary or like, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I don't discriminate. Uh, I have a passion for documentaries. So absolutely, yes, I do a lot of documentary work. Um, and beyond that, uh, more narrative style things, I write as well. So uh, I'm looking into like expanding on um getting more into like short films. I mean, I have short films, but like kind of branching out into like features, that kind of work definitely interests me. Um, And you know, I have a long way to go and so I'm in no rush. Um, I'm very, very happy to be on the journey. Um, I actually also really love 
making music videos um, for other artists and for myself. You know, it started with being able to do it for myself. Um, but I have a passion for telling stories visually, period. So, um, so I really, you know, a lot of filmmakers will kind of think like music, yeah. doing music videos is a little like lowbrow, but I'm like, sign me up. Anybody yeah. want to make a video? Like, I love, I love directing music videos. Um, I, of course, love working with musicians for the obvious reason. Yeah, I really understand them. So, I'm kind of on a quest right now to re, um, to kind of um, re, like, put my name out there in making music videos because the few that I've made are so bad that I, I kind of want to like, no, these aren't me. Well, everything like, somewhere, right? So. Yeah. Um, like trust me in the archives of the things that I've filmed. Um, you know, there's definitely things where I'm like, ooh, you know, definitely wouldn't want that to see the light of day. But everybody starts somewhere, right? So yeah. it's, it's you know, you know, we have to fit ourselves with a humble heart. Like, oh yeah, it, it's one of those things where my dad keeps asking me, like, hey, that short film you made back in 2017, is that? Can I see that somewhere? I'm like, no. It's never seeing the light of day. It's like, it, it's not a bad short film, but it's also not what I want representing me at this point in my life. So, yeah. Listen, nobody, nobody is handed like an Alexa Mini ever. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, unless, yeah. unless you're loaded and your nope. parents really did hand you an Alexa Mini ever. It's like everybody has to like work their way up and it, it takes time. Like art yeah. is, Art is a lifestyle. You know, being yes. an artist is a lifestyle. It's not something you just like rush into. So, a hundred percent, a hundred percent agree. So, what? A music video you shoot. What's that? I would love to see a music video that you shoot one day. So I'm putting that out there for you. Yes, I, I actually, my uh, buddy's band has a song that they just went into the studio a couple weeks ago. And they have a song that they're su they were supposed to record during this session that I really want to do a music video for, and I've pitched it to them, and they're mulling the idea over. So, you know, I always find that pitching sometimes pitching two or three things at once kind mm -hmm. of gives the artist an opportunity to you know have a little bit of a variety to pick from. Mm -hmm. But that's awesome. I'm excited, and I hope that you do it. And um, send me a link when it's done. Oh yes, yes. It's uh, we've been looking for the right song to do something because it's. I, it feels like every time they are ready to do a music video, I'm not in the right place to go do it. So this time it'll be good and it'll be right. So timing, timing works wonders when it's on your side. So I totally yes, that. yeah, a hundred percent. So kind of jumping back over into your music, uh, from like growing up into the 90s listening to all these powerful female vocals that you were kind of listening earlier where does writing your own music kind of come into play um yeah so i like started writing little short poems at like seven and my mm -hmm. first song i wrote was actually at eight um it was just very natural for, um you know everyone has their strengths and weaknesses and Certain things definitely don't come that naturally to me. Like I'm not a multi-instrumentalist, um, but I am a songwriter. Uh, that's always come very, very naturally to me. So at 10, I actually had a binder 
full of songs already. Um, you know, mainly about like the boys I had crushes on at school, but, um, at the time, but you know, even then some songs were a little dark, but looking back, I'm like, Ooh, yeah. Dark child. But, um, yeah, like I've, I've always written, I have now, you know, I have binders and binders and binders of handwritten songs. Um, Mm. so it's, it's always just kind of come naturally to me. I never overthought it. You know, I, I listened to the pop structure all day long through the mm-hmm. whole, to the radio, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, outro. Like it was yeah. very like, whether it was R and B or pop or rock, all the songs kind of had the same, the same kind of structure. Yeah. And so it was just a, like a muscle, you know, that I ingrained in myself. Like it was like a muscle I was growing. And so, um, yeah, writing just came very naturally yeah. to me. Yeah. And so listening to the music or listening to music, writing your music, what was the uh, first instrument that you picked up? So the first instrument I fiddled with was the keyboard. Um, okay. Never had any lessons or anything like that. Um, but I had a karaoke machine because first and foremost, I was very much into singing. Um, but I started writing using the keyboard and then honestly just fairly recently within the past few years um had the guts to pick up the guitar and teach myself some guitar and start writing more on the guitar um yeah awesome yeah i mean you i feel like the keyboard slash piano is kind of always that instrument that a lot of musicians start with because everything's right in front of you you hit a bad note you know exactly where that bad note is whereas a guitar it's like you're kind of i don't want to say guessing but you have to know a little bit more so sure you know i have a friend who started on the guitar and she says the piano is like a foreign language to her she's like i am much more comfortable on the guitar i don't know how people do this whole piano thing um but i was definitely the mindset of you know, the keyboard came pretty easily to me and, and the guitar mm. was a different beast. And, yeah. you know, I respect guitar players so much, you know, like it's rad to be able to be so connected to your instrument and like, you know, lead guitars, especially like super cool. Yeah. And I mean, obviously the guitar is a little bit easier to lug around than a keyboard or a piano, so to speak, but, you know, just kind of having everything in front of you. If I were to try and play an instrument, it would probably be the piano just because everything's right there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And there's huh. people. So, you know, you get yeah. one sheet that like will, will do the job. And then uh, at, as far as like releasing music, I know on Spotify, it says that you started releasing music in 2019. Was that, is that accurate or did you have some other projects before 2019? Yeah, no, I definitely released stuff before 2019. Um, however, you know, I was, I've been in and out of the studio since I was a teenager. So mm-hmm. there's definitely been a ton of stuff that I've recorded and eventually kind of started to release. Um, it was under a different name. Okay. And truthfully, although, you know, I don't, you know, it, the songs are great and they were very well done. Um, I was still, you know, very much in the growth stage and developing as an artist and as a person. Um, and so those things have since been taken down. 
um, mm-hmm. focusing on releasing, and I'll eventually re-release some old songs um, through my Georgia Water project. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I see. You know, I see. A, like going back to the conversation we had a little bit ago about the films and some films not seeing the light of day. It. I've. That's always an interesting thing about some musicians take that approach of, okay, I'm going to take down music because it doesn't represent who I am, or it's just not good or, you know, for whatever litany of reasons. But then the follow-up question is, do you ever see yourself revisiting those songs or are they kind of, they've been released, they've had their time? No, I would love to revisit them. I actually people will reach out to me and um, those that purchased the songs on iTunes in the past, they, they have them, right? Like those, you know, when I remove the songs from streaming services, it doesn't remove them from the library to purchase the songs. But other people that would just stream the songs um, were like, you know, I'll have people reach out to me and be like, I really want to listen to like this song. Like, can you just send me a link? Or, you know, like they people still request um, the songs that I put out before um, becoming Georgia Water, and mm-hmm. um, I, absolutely, I would re-release them. Maybe they need to be mixed or just like restyled a little bit, arranged like slightly different. But um, yeah, I mean, all I I feel the same about every song I've ever written. They're all like a child of mine, so mm-hmm. make me happy to be able to like give them the opportunity to see the light of day and be really good. So yeah, for sure. Uh, before we move on, though, I do have to shout out whoever just gave that gifted sub to Swag John. Appreciate you. Um, sorry, Twitch things. Gotta gotta stay on top of that. Um, shout out to Swag John. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, so, obvious. Like, what for the previous projects that you had? Was there like a style change, or was it just kind of? trying to figure out who you wanted to be as a musician or how you wanted to represent yourself? Um, I would say there was um, maturity to yeah, vocals, for one. Um, and also, although, you know, I, I'm a trained vocalist. I put the time in to get the training um, growing up to know how to use my voice properly and to mm-hmm. feel healthy. Um, and just being able to it's kind of like you know my vocal coach used to say this he used to say like um kurt robinson i'll shout him out because he's really cool check him out kurt robinson Um, he has a a vocal studio called full voice i mean he's known me since i was a teenager he's really helped to like develop me to be a healthy singer um and he used to say you know vocal exercises and training as a vocalist is like being in the gym and then going out to sing is like being in the basketball game. Mm. And, you know, when you're in a basketball game, you just have to, and you're playing a basketball game, you just have to be in flow. You can't stop and think, right? You just, yeah. you have to work off of instinct and that's that's your chance as an athlete to really explore what you have, you know, what you're mm. made of. And so, um, getting training as a vocalist to be able to sing healthily, right? And not get like polished all that kind of stuff, like, you know, is important. And then once you're out there recording stuff, um, it's really that's really where you kind of like test the limits of your vocals and sounds and the tones that you like um, and so you know there was definitely a lot of that for me to just figure out 
what I like. Um, also in regards to like how I like my vocals mixed. Yeah. How I like, uh, you know, my songs to be arranged, all that kind of stuff. Um, mm. So, you know, the stuff before is a little more gentle, a little more pop. Um, it's still alternative because, you know, at the core, I'm still me. So my writing is still, you know, blunt and aggressive. Just layered with like a pop structure, I guess. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, you, you brought you touched on something interesting that I really wish a lot more musicians would take into consideration when they go into the studio or before they go into the studio, and that's I don't know if you were insinuating that you look, basically learned how to mix music or you just kind of paid a close enough attention to learn wh- how you liked your music mixed. Can you? Yeah, I, um, I am not an engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely produce my own songs with whoever I'm working with. Um, I definitely am like a co-producer. But in regards to, you know, actually being a mixing engineer, for example, it's definitely something that I collaborate with someone else mm-hmm. on. Um, however, that being said, I learned throughout the years certain things that I like um, mm-hmm. so like um, like bringing out the low end of things um, not really liking like it, it's very specific kind of stuff that like to be honest in my years of being in the studio um, before I was able to like really grow a backbone and stand up for myself a lot of the times in the studio people they can't help it they project onto you what they want to do to sound like that's just mm-hmm. cool um, and so I was, you know, there was a lot of that happening, um, where I was making like, let's say a percentage of the decisions, but other people like would make the rest of the decisions. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, there's nothing wrong with like doing that, yeah. um, but in not always knowing what the other person was deciding on my behalf, I would come out with a track that sounded great, but not a hundred percent something I was like in trouble. Um, and it was because it's, it was because of like a couple of things with maybe like the instruments that were being used, right? Like the tone of the guitar, um, like using the snare instead of the top. Like there were little things that I had to make adjustments uh, and learn what I liked before I could make the adjustment. So then next time when I, when I would go into the studio, I would say, by the way, like, you know, I'd rather use a Martin guitar you know, because they have like a little bit of like more of that like low drum bass sound. Like I'd rather, you know, it, it, it's little things like that that you can really only learn by trying. And mm-hmm. and then eventually, you know, I've had people project onto me so much because you know my voice, um, you know, is I have a big range, but I can also reach a lot of low notes. It's very soulful, and so throughout the years, I would work with people that were like, "You're an R&B singer. No, you're you should try to be the next Kelly Clarkson. No, you should do this." And it's like, ah, you know, it's like until you really try on different shoes, right? Like I had to try on like New Balance, and I had to try on like Converse, and I had to try on like Nikes until I decided like I really just want to wear Doc Martens. You know what I mean? So it's like the same thing in regards to like figuring out. In the studio, how I like things mixed. Yeah, for sure. And I—that's one of those things where I've been trying to not tell musicians they should 
take a little bit more behind the scenes look at how things are done so that way when they go into the studio if they feel or if they're they have conviction about something about how they want their sound to be they at least know how to communicate that instead of saying something like if they have a voice that just really feeds into a lot of low end but the producer's like no i want to put your put a lot of highs in your voice or you know just something like that just kind of having a at least base knowledge and saying no i don't think that's going to work because you know like whatever it is just kind of have good well just yeah everything you're saying knowledge is knowledge is power knowledge is everything right and Mm -hmm. it is about knowing enough so that you can just advocate for what you want because at the end of the day you're paying for it right Mm -hmm. for one um unless someone else is funding it for you if you're an independent artist you're you're paying for this yep. so like you know like the people pleasing and all that stuff has got to go right like when you go to a restaurant like if they give you the wrong dish you're going to speak up right so yep. you need to know enough to be able to just advocate for yourself there's nothing wrong with that especially as an independent artist it's, it's really important 100% I 100% agree um, so just kind of moving a little bit closer to your new release that's coming out tomorrow or actually i guess tech technically in an hour and a half right yeah you got new music finally coming out it's been a couple of years i'm a guessing the pandemic had a bit to do with that or yeah for sure for sure um well while i was in los angeles i had a band and mm-hmm. um, it was it was weird. It was like everything kind of fell apart at once, right? Like, you know, pandemic, apartment, job, band. It was it was a weird time, and I decided to give myself a little bit of a break, regardless, um, to just kind of like breathe and reassess. You know, I, I think a lot of people were on the same page about that. Um, and then halfway through the pandemic, I started recording virtually, which I was mm-hmm. always very resistant to do. Um, I very much prefer to be in person when I'm making music, but I was open to working virtually. And so I've really been recording stuff for like the last year and a half. Um, But I'm just, you know, I'm just very particular about making sure I feel ready. The timing is right. All the ducks are in a row, yada, yada, yada. So um, yeah, I've been recording songs and there's songs like one after the other that I'm going to start releasing. Um, after I release Heaven tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the pandemic, I feel like, you know, it's a little weird for everyone, including yeah. myself. So, yeah. For sure. I mean, I, it's it was one of those things where everybody thought it was only going to be like a couple of months, and then it ended up being a lot longer than that, depending on where you lived. So, um. You know, so I'm really excited uh, for new music. Uh, you, the name of the song is Heavens, correct? Um, what's kind of the uh, story behind this? What's kind of the story behind Heaven? Um, is this a PG podcast? Or are you... No, it's, it's whatever you want it to be. I just want to be considerate. Um, right. Yeah, Heaven is about... About a lot of things. It's very layered, but mm-hmm. at the core, it's about um, experiencing uh, 
a love awakening and a sexual awakening with another person mm -hmm. um, and having that experience change your life and feeling like holy shit I think I met like a soulmate I think I met my person and um and essentially then telling that person like you're not fucking going anywhere you know and just just feeling like you know an act of through the act of love and making love i'm going to try to be very eloquent about this you know you can reach a, a, a certain level of euphoria where you feel like whoa like it's kind of like doing ayahuasca which i, I haven't done yet but i have friends that have done it you know, yeah. giving me all the details, um, yeah. but it's just about it's just about having a euphoric connection to source, to God, to the universe, and um, I think experiencing love feels like that. Um, you know, it's, it kind of just washes everything else away, um, and so that's what heaven is about. You know, like the character in the story has had this experience, and then she's saying like okay, now I want it all baby heaven called. Like, it's just, mm. it's just about wanting more of the person, more of love, which, you know, is kind of a drug in itself. It stimulates mm. the same part of the brain that addiction and all those other things um, stimulate. So like, yeah, it's, it's a song about an awakening through the experience of love with um, a soulmate. Yeah. I guess I should have told you before the podcast, there's no rules. We're not politically correct. We're not anything here. So Copy that. Copy that. Yes. I was like, is anyone's like child watching this right now? What language can I use? Uh, I mean, we're marked as not child friendly on YouTube. So got yeah. it. I have to do that with my music videos as well. I'm not sure if you had a chance to check any of them out, but um, yeah, they're all not PG. <laughs> Fair enough. I was watching some of them. I was perusing through your YouTube channel before you came on here, so I hadn't had a chance to watch all of them in completion, but I've seen bits and pieces of a little or a good portion of your music videos. Thank you for the time and attention. That's it. Yes, it's a. I look forward to going back and kind of watching them all in completion, and yeah. Um. So, do you see yourself doing? Is there a music video for Heaven as well, or? Yes, totally, totally. Um, I'm doing location scouting um, as we speak. Like, just you know, I am my own uh, production manager. I am my own director. I am my own location scout. So um, now that the weather is getting cold here, it's uh, complicated things a little bit, but. Um, this Sunday, I'm doing a location that I hope will be the one. So the music video should be out, if not by the end of November, early December. For sure. I will say the only way I ever made money in the film business was by being a location scout. No way. I, I was, I lived in Roswell, New Mexico. So we got hit up all the time for big productions to come in because they wanted to do you fake ufo documentaries or you know like whatever it is and they would i worked at a tv station so they'd always call the tv station to see who the film people were and i'm like well 
I've done some location scouting for other films, so like if you need that, I got you. And then I know like some PA, like some people that could PA and all that fun stuff. And they're like, okay, cool. What would you charge us to location scout? And I'm like, well, this is what I've made in the past. So yeah. And they're like, okay, deal. And then I would just make money doing that. And it's like, it got to the point where I knew everything that they wanted. And it was like, okay, well, here you go. Here's all the contacts. And so it got to a point where essentially they were paying me for stuff that I have scouted already. Oh, of and it's like, yeah. At that point, you have like a whole binder full of like location. Yeah. Oh, you know, it was, so cool. I, I know someone that does that work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure I was getting underpaid because I was in Roswell, New Mexico, and I didn't really know any better. But still, when you're able to make an extra five grand a year just doing something every once in a while, like that's good extra money. So, so, but another sidetrack into the film business, you know. Um, so you'd mentioned that Heaven is kind of the first single in the series of single releases are they ultimately leading leading up to like an ep or an lp or is it just kind of staying singles for now um yeah so i absolutely would love to release an lp eventually i know that um you know they're less i don't want to say less necessary right Mm -hmm. but the world of streaming and independent artists and you know budgeting out creating music when you can um, releasing singles has become the norm, and that kind of takes the pressure off of independent artists. Mm. So it's not a bad thing per se. Um, I've been very comfortable the last couple of years just releasing singles and working on singles um, while still remaining very on brand. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I've just I'm just at a point in my life where I have enough content that is very attached to a theme, so. I actually have a very strong desire to put an LP out now. Um, so they will be leading to an LP. Hmm. <laughs> awesome. And is this like the singles that you've released in 2019, is it all this like a continuation of that? Or were those just kind of like standalone things and now we're on to the new brand new stuff? Well, there it's. I would say it's a continuation because okay. I'm very proud of the songs I put out in 2019, and um, they do exhibit who I am as an artist now. And they are alternative. Um, and but two out of the three songs that I released in 2019 also have some Buzuki layered in there, which is really cool. And so they're all very on brand. I am working with somebody different now. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that way, it's the songs are a little different. Um, but I, I'm still very proud of the songs from 2019. And, you know, I think they do deserve a spot on an album. Maybe not the concept album that I'd like to release next, but, um, but yeah, they're all, you know, I still perform those songs live and, you know, I'm very proud of the music videos that I've yeah. for Bones and Bitter, two yeah. three songs from 2019. And so, yeah. It was actually quite funny because this afternoon I was, uh, or not this after, this evening before we jumped on here, I was making dinner and I was just kind of picking up a few things. And I was like, let me turn on her Spotify playlist and I'll just kind of let it run through and just kind of get a little bit more familiar with your music and whatnot. 
And for whatever reason, I was doing dishes and then all of a sudden the playlist got stuck on Lost in You. Like it was just looping on Lost on Lost in You. So it's, I'm sitting there, I'm listening to it and I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm digging it, you know? And then it's not. Yeah, it was just it. It was just in a loop, and I realized like 20 minutes later that I'd been listening to the same song over and over again because it got like 10 or 15 minutes in, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, there's a lot of similarities in all these songs as I'm kind of listening to it, and then I go over and I realize, oh, this thing has been looping for the last 20 minutes. Oh my gosh, that's really funny. Well, thank you for being Lost in You Love. Um, You know, Lost in You it was kind of like the outlier of the bunch, you know, it's a little mm. bit of like a softer folkier song. So it's funny because you were listening to that one, like, Oh, okay. Um, and then bones and bitter are kind of like darker and edgier. Yes. So, but thank you for, thank you for listening and checking out the songs. Yes. If uh, anybody has anybody watching live or watching later on, listening later on, I threw the Spotify link for Georgia in the comment thread or in the description, depending on how you're consuming the podcast. Um, but yeah, so you're almost an hour away from release, almost an hour away from the relaunch of your music, like however you want to word it. What's going through your mind right now? Um, I'm just really happy. First of all, I'm so happy to be here talking to you. This is my first podcast ever, and it's so exciting. Yeah. I'm like, this is so fun. So thank you for having me. Um, But yeah, I just feel, I I feel really excited. And, you know, I'm currently working with a management company, which is how I was linked to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's, it's been really nice seeing, having a team to kind of help spread the word and I have a bunch of creative stuff that I'm doing on my own um, in regards to like stickers and spray paint and all sorts of stuff that um, will give me the opportunity to kind of spread the word and I'm just grateful you know I'm grateful that I created the art in the first place I like to remind myself that making the art is enough and then everything else that comes from it is just a blessing an added blessing after that so um, I feel at peace Awesome. Kind of go playing off the promotional aspect of things. We did have a fan submitted question from Big Snack. Big Snack, I love that name. Yes. Big Snack's curious. What's your take on the importance of social platforms and monetizing them for independent artists? Um, can you ask him like I can answer the first part of the question. What's my take on social platforms? Um, and then I'll ask him about the monetizing thing. Um, I think social platforms are, of course, a blessing. Um, you know, it, it for the obvious reasons, right? Like, mm-hmm. you have the internet, which makes you accessible to people all over the world. Um, for me personally, especially because I kind of bounced around a lot, like, I don't really currently have a strong fan base in one place. Um, when I look at my data, um, people are kind of spread out all over the place, all over the world, all over the country. Um, so it's the existence of social platforms and 
being able to use them to share who you are is um, really nice. And at the same time, um, I'm just a very private person and um, I'm very, you can't really get me to do something I don't want to do, which is put it like that. So, um, you know, I, I personally don't enjoy have like, you know, doing anything that feels inauthentic. That includes making videos for certain platforms or trying to hop on trends, making trending videos. Like I've always struggled with accepting to do that because it just feels really inauthentic to me. So I try to always stay authentic to myself and also um, use the platforms that are available to me because I am grateful for, for them. Um, the second part of his question, the monetizing, can you repeat that? Yeah, so um, he was just asking about uh, what's your take on the importance of having, I, I'm gonna kind of reword it a little bit because I think I know where he's going with this one about making social media, like recently Instagram's made it to where like you can make ad revenue off of your posts and stuff. So I think he's kind of curious the importance of that for artists as a lot of musicians post their music on like Instagram or Facebook and can now start making money off of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think anytime a musician can get a return on their investment, it's a positive. Um, and so, yeah, whether it's like, you know, having it streamed on YouTube or someone uses a YouTube video or, or you know, whatever the case may be, something you see on Instagram, like, any way someone can make some money because nowadays the truth is challenging making money mm -hmm. off of music, unless you're touring all the time or you're selling merch all the time or you're hitting really big numbers on the streaming platform. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely open to any and all those. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I just asked him if I was close in my interpretation of that second part of that question. So um, we will hopefully find out here soon. Um, so you got the new release coming, about an hour, big, exciting stuff. Where are you kind of at live show wise? Like, I feel like I've seen you posting some live shows. Well, so um, I'm working with someone that's going to help me start booking things. I specifically uh, wanted to focus on the release of the song first mm -hmm. um, and then kind of start booking stuff, um, especially because recently I've been traveling a lot for work. Um, so I'm going to start playing shows very soon, as cliche as that sounds, um, possibly as early as next week. Uh, I'm trying to figure something out now for next week, but um, yeah, the show the show playing will begin again. You know, it's nice. been a long time, so, um, so I'm looking forward to it. Do you see yourself like with a full band or do you see yourself doing more solo stuff? Well, Right now, I think the majority of the stuff I'm going to do is going to be solo myself and my electric guitar. Possibly we'll bring my acoustic and my keyboard just to switch it up to kind of have yeah. the songs I choose to do. But, um, but right now, definitely a little more solo. Um, there are all the members of my band are kind of all over the place. So 
that is something that I'm still kind of working to figure out. Um, I think truthfully, because of like the nature of where I am right now in my career, it's helpful to have musicians in various cities that can kind of plug mm-hmm. in for you whenever, whenever you're in them. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, a couple of the shows that I'll start doing are going to be solo and then eventually the band will come back in. Very fair. Very fair. So outside of music, putting music aside, putting your job aside, what do you do to decompress when Georgia needs Georgia time? What are you doing? Um, well, I'm going through the Rolodex of options in my head and I'm deciding which ones I want to share with you. But um, I really, I like going to the gym. I like going to Korean spas. They're very peaceful. Um, I like going on walks. What else? I love being smuggled up in bed. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very down to earth person. So, mm-hmm. uh, doing calm activities and um, grounding activities. Like, have you ever been to a Korean spa? No. I have not. Oh, gosh. Okay, they're great. Um, they split the men and women up when you enter, and mm-hmm. then you're pretty much butt naked, right? Which I think is great. That's how we were all brought into this world, you know? Yep. No shenanigans, no accessories, just butt naked. And um, and you take your time. You can do, like, masks. You can do massages. There's all sorts of options, usually in the green spots. They, they give you this amazing kind of full-body scrub is an option. Um, you can go in hot tubs, cold tubs. So you can do cold water therapy um, by immersing yourself in a cold tub. And then there's all these rooms that you can meditate in. And like, that sounds like a really nice, relaxing day off to me. Yeah, nice. I mean, that makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. Being like, being drawn to the idea of going to calm activities or activities that don't have a lot of requirement for you to be alert, I guess is the best way to put it. But like, I know for me, like I deal with such high frequency where it's like, all right, so much stimulation going on where it's like visually, you know, like all just so much stimulation going on. When I come home, sometimes I just sit in the dark for an hour and a half and just kind of Totally. Listen to the rumble of the air conditioning. You know, just it feels good. Yeah. Sensory deprivation. Absolutely. Um, I am very busy all mm. the time. It's a blessing and I'm grateful for it. No complaints. Um, and because of that, I find peace and quiet very, very uh, special and sacred. So um, any activity where I can where I don't need to be, um, I mean, I am enjoying this. I'm not saying that because I'm talking, you know, this, you know, like something like this is not draining. This is fun. Um, and also I just, you know, I, I don't have a lot of time to peace and quiet. So when I do have a chance to, um, be in solitude, Mm -hmm. it's really nice. Yeah. I will say everything leading up to the podcast for me is very draining. Like the promotion, the like preparation and all, all that's very draining. But once we hit record, I'm good to go. Like, yeah, that was great. 
Yeah. I, I don't know why. Like, I feel like I almost need to hire somebody to do everything up until we hit record. Just so I'm, but, you know. Yeah, a system, like a social media system or a production system. Yeah, that would be nice. But, you know, finances are tight. So, um, one thing that I, we do with everybody that comes on is we play a fun little game called Rapid Fire Randomness. I have a random question generator sitting right here on my cell phone. And I'm going to fire off 10 questions. Just answer them as quickly as you can. The rapid part really isn't the sticking point to the conversation, but we'll keep it going. So here we go with rapid fire randomness. You are held at, you are held at gunpoint to get a face tattoo. What tattoo do you choose? Um, oh gosh. Oh no, I'm thinking too much now. Okay, so um, the first thing I thought of was like a like some kind of a Buddhist mantra or symbol on my forehead. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing that came to mind. And the second thing that came to mind was an assortment of fruits on my cheek. <laughs> what is your favorite time of year? Summer, absolutely. Los Angeles, I mean, it's just, yeah, go on. What order of importance would it be, would you put these three things? Purpose, knowledge, imagination. Knowledge first, imagination second, and purpose third. Awesome. How many ex-partners do you have? Um, okay, are we talking? I don't know. I really don't know. Whatever number you feel like giving me, I guess. Um, Okay, well, I'm very, 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 very selective when I enter into relationships. Mm-hmm. So, and we're talking about in our, uh, in my adult life, right? Not like, yes, yes. Um, so I would say one, I have one X and most of the songs are written about that one X. That's why this is rapid fire randomness. You never know what this thing is going to throw at you. Yeah, it's fun. <sighs> what do you dislike about people? That they're not awake majority of them would you rather have 20 butterflies instantly appear from nowhere every time you cough or 100 butterflies die somewhere every time you cough oh the first one for sure because i believe butterflies are a sign of good luck and also sometimes of um the deceased that have passed on so it would be really nice that wasn't really a fun question. It was kind of a one-sided question. Like, what kind of evil, sadistic person would want butterflies to die for... I don't know, whatever. All right. Where is one place, we'll say, in New York, you can go to find peace? Wow. Um, that's a tough question. Ooh. I just felt emotional for a sec. Well, to be honest, um, it wouldn't be like a place place. It would be 
a neighborhood that I could just walk around. And that would be the West Village, 100%. We got two more questions. Have you ever walked out of a movie at the movie theater? I have not because I'm very, like, selective about the movies I see. So, um, like, I'm not going to go to the movies to attempt to see, like, a gory movie. You know, like, I'm... Because that I will walk out of. But I'm just... I preview the movies carefully before I choose them. So I've never walked out of them. What movie from your childhood scared you so much that you still don't watch it to this day? Um, I have older brothers that um, like would taunt me and like in order to hang out with them, I had to like watch the scary stuff they were watching. So there's a laundry list of things. But I remember a movie called Puppet Master. Okay. And also Chucky. Like those things yeah not going near them not even now <laughs> yeah. i remember scream doing that like i watched the first scream and i was in what was i in like fourth or fifth grade maybe and i got invited to a birthday party and they're like oh we're gonna watch scream and i'm like okay i don't know what that is but whatever didn't make it 20 minutes into the movie before I ran out in front of all my friends, all that stuff. And I've still not watched the original Scream to this day. Wow. Scream was on my list, but that was one of the ones that I forced myself to rewatch so I could get over the trauma of it. So when you're ready one day, you might hope to rewatch it. The funny thing is, is I've watched all the other Screams. No way. Like, for whatever reason, I will not sit down to watch that first screen. The first one is, like, extra ominous. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah. Like, I won't watch it, but I'll sit down and I'll watch Scream 2, 3, 4, whatever the new one is that just came out on Paramount+. Plus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll sit down and watch all of them, but not that first one. Nope. Not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one is, like, extra fucked up. Yep. Agree. Um... But yeah, no, it's been an absolute blast. I told you we'd be about 40, 45 minutes and we're going on almost an hour. So here we sit. Um, But it's been an absolute blast. Um, For anybody that wants to check out your music or anything else you got going on, music videos, all that fun stuff, or just interact with you on social, where's the best places to find you? Well, I'm the most active, I would say, on Instagram. So Instagram at Georgia Water Records. Um, but my Facebook and my TikTok and those also have the same handle, Georgia Water Records. And uh, my YouTube is currently set up as uh, youtube.com slash Georgia Water. So, yeah. Awesome. And then we had one more fan, sl- or fan submitted question. Are you a cat person or dog person? I'm a both person. I'm an animal person, period, period, yeah. Fair, very fair. And then just for my own sadistic purposes, who has the better pizza, Chicago or New York? (sighs) Why are you putting yourself in this position? Because I know you're going to give me the right answer and say Chicago. First of all, I will say that I've been to Chicago a lot, um, and I've also done the drive from New York to Chicago a bunch, Mm -hmm. and... um, 
and I've been to Wild Blues a couple times, which I love, um, and hope to play at someday. Um, and Chicago is an amazing city. It feels very good to be there. I, I mm -hmm. love Chicago, um, but thin New York New York sliced pizza is where it's at. Like, I'm sorry. Okay, that's fair. We're gonna have to agree to disagree on that one. That's fair. I. I was setting myself up for failure. I already knew that. But I will say, though, I will give New York credit. Nathan's Hot Dogs is probably the best hot dogs. Yeah. And, you know, when you visit, you can have some of those. You can have a couple of thin slices of pizza. You can get some halal food off of a, like a street vendor. Hmm. New York awaits for you. With lots, of, uh, lots of different cuisine. Lots of good fun. Gotcha. I will make sure I let everybody know when I make it to New York. It's going to happen 2023, I promise. All right. Now you said it. So now, yes. now you have to follow through with it. So. Yes. Yes. It, it'll happen. I've already had several conversations with my dad. It's going to happen. So. All right. Well, hit me up. Hit me up when you do. You know, and I'll, I'll recommend a, a good pizza joint, depending on what awesome. you guys are saying. Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We will be back uh, Saturday morning with another podcast. So thank you all. Thank you. Bye. Awesome.